Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Two, the won't pick up toys cure. Herbert was a very lucky little boy whose grandfather always sent him wonderful toys for Christmas. Herbert's mother said that his grandfather sent him these marvelous presents because Herbert was such a dear little boy. His father said that it was to make up for that awful name that he had wished on him. Herbert was named for his grandfather. His name was Herbert Egbert Prentice. Herbert liked the presents his grandfather sent him. Who wouldn't? He had an electric train with a track that went four times around his bedroom and into the closet and out again, and had seven stations, and every signal there were two bridges and a snow shed. He also had a little builder set so large that he could build regular office buildings, and a great big wagon full of stone blocks made into shapes. So that he could build big stone bridges for his electric train, and stone buildings, and even stone barracks for his one thousand and five hundred toy soldiers. Herbert had a circus with every kind of wooden, jointed animal and clown, and tightrope walkers and trapeze artists. He had a little typewriter and a real desk and a little radio and two automobiles. He had about a hundred or more airplanes and little cars. He had a fire engine with real sirens and lights and hooks and ladders and so many books that he had to have two bookcases in his room. Herbert liked all of his toys and he was moderately generous about letting other children play with them, but he never put his things away. When his mother made his bed. She had to pick her way around and in and out over the electric train and track. She had to take circus performers off the bureau and the bedposts. She had to pick up books that had been thrown face down on the floor, and she was continually gathering up the little builder sets. It used to take her about three hours to do Herbert's room and about one hour to do the rest of her housework. She would send Herbert up to put his toys away. But all he ever did was to stuff them under the bed or into the closet, and in the morning, when his mother cleaned his room, there were all of them packed up. Mrs. Prentice was getting a little bored with this. One rainy Saturday, Herbert invited all of his little friends to play up in his room. He and Dicky and Charlie and Billy and Tommy and Bobby. They got out every single toy that Herbert owned and played with them all. And then, before dinner, they all went home and left the mess. Herbert's mother didn't know a thing about this until the next morning, when she went in to make Herbert's bed. Then she just stood in the doorway and looked. The electric train track went under the bed five times, and under the bureau, and under the chairs, and around the desk, and into the closet. All along the track were bridges and buildings of stone and blocks, and whole towns built from a little builder set. On the bed, under the bed, and on the bureau were the circus tents, the animals, and the clowns, the tightrope walkers, and the trapeze artists. The floor was littered with books and little automobiles and airplanes and painting sets and chemical sets. And wood-burning sets, and crayons, and coloring books, and little typewriters, and writing sets, and teddy bears, and balls, and jacks, 
and parcheesi games and jigsaw puzzles and soldiers and soldiers and soldiers. Perspiration broke out on Herbert's mother's forehead, and she began to feel faint, so she closed the door slowly and went downstairs. She took two aspirin tablets and then telephoned her friend, Mrs. Baggs. She said, Hello, Mrs. Baggs. This is Herbert's mother, and I'm so disappointed in Herbert. He has such lovely toys. His grandfather sends them to him every Christmas, you know, but he does not take care of them at all. He just leaves them all over his room for me to pick up every morning. Mrs. Baggs said, Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Prentice, but I can't help you because, you see, I think it's too late. Why, it's only 9.30, said Herbert's mother. Oh, I mean late in life, said Mrs. Baggs. You see, we started Emmertrude picking up her toys when she was six months old, a place for everything and everything in its place. We have always told Emmertrude. Now, she is so neat that she becomes hysterical if she sees a comb on the floor. Well, I certainly hope she never sees Herbert's room, said Mrs. Prentice dryly. She's probably would have a fit, and she hung up the phone. Then she called Mrs. Moohead. Good morning, Mrs. Moohead, she said. Does Gregory pick up his toys? Well, no, he doesn't, said Mrs. Moohead. But you know Gregory is rather delicate, and I feel that just playing with his toys tires him out so much that I personally see to it that all of his little friends put the toys away before they go home. That is a splendid idea, said Herbert's mother, but I am trying to train Herbert, not his playmates. Well, of course, Herbert is very strong and healthy, but Gregory is intelligent, said Mrs. Moohead. Is he? said Mrs. Prentice crossly, because she resented this inference that her son was all brawn and no brain. Oh, dear, squealed Mrs. Moohead. I think Gregory is running a temperature. I must go to him. She hung up the phone. Mrs. Prentice then called Mrs. Grapple. Hello, Marge, she said. How's Susan? Mr. Mrs. Grapple said, I've had to get after her seven times since breakfast, and I just heard a crash, so she is probably going to get ready for another one. How's Herbert? That's what I called about, said Mrs. Prentice. Can you suggest a way to make Herbert want to pick up his toys? His room looks like a toy store after an earthquake. Why don't you call Mrs. Pigglewiggle? I have heard she is perfectly wonderful. All the children in town adore her, and she has a cure for everything. As soon as I get after Susan, I'm going to call her. Herbert's mother said, Thank you very much, Marge. That's just what I'll do. I had forgotten about Mrs. Pigglewiggle, but I just know she can help me. So she called Mrs. Pigglewiggle and said, Mrs. Pigglewiggle, I hate to bother you, but you seem always to know what to do about children, and I'll confess I don't know what to do with my Herbert. He doesn't put his toys away. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Herbert is a sweet little boy with all the wonderful toys that his grandfather sends him, isn't he? Mrs. Prentice said, Why, yes, but I don't know that you know him. Oh, yes, said Mrs. Pigglewigger. 
Herbert and I are old friends. In fact, he is building an automobile in my backyard out of the orange crates and empty tomato cans. Herbert is a very good carpenter. Herbert's mother thought of the two little automobiles with rubber tires, real horns, leather seats big enough for two boys, and lights that turned on with a switch that Herbert's grandfather had given him, and she wondered why in the world he would want to build an automobile out of old orange crates and tomato cans. She said, however, so that's where he and Dickie go every afternoon. I certainly hope he behaves himself. Oh, yes, he does, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. We are all very fond of Herbert, but this problem of his toys, let me see, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. She was quiet for some time. Then she said, I think that the best thing for you to use is my old-fashioned won't-pick-up-toys cure, starting now. Don't pick up any of Herbert's toys. Don't make his bed. In fact, do not go into his room at all. When his room becomes so messy he can't get out of it, call me, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle, and she said goodbye and hung up the phone. Herbert's mother, looking very relieved, went gaily about her housework, baking a chocolate cake for dinner, and did not say a word to Herbert when he came home with ten little boys and they all trailed upstairs to play in Herbert's room. The next morning, when Herbert came downstairs for breakfast, his mother noticed that he had a little pan of watercolor paint stuck in his hair. And his shirt was purple ink on it, and the printing said on one shoulder. She said nothing but tripped upstairs after breakfast and quickly shut the door of his room. The next morning, Herbert's mother had a little trouble shutting the door of his room, and she noticed that Herbert had circles under his eyes as though he had not slept very well. The next morning, Herbert was very late coming down the stairs, and before he opened his door, his mother heard a great clatter and scraping as though he were moving furniture. He had little builder's bolts stuck on his sweater, and two paint pins in his hair. He was so sleepy he could barely keep his eyes open, and he had a red mark on one cheek. His mother looked at him closely and saw that he was the shape and size of one of his stone blocks. He must have slept with his head on one of the bridges. On the seventh day after Herbert's mother stopped putting away his toys, he did not come down to breakfast at all. About eleven o'clock, his mother became worried and called up Mrs. Pigglewiggle. She said, Good morning, Mrs. Pigglewiggle. This is the seventh day of the old-fashioned won't-pick-up-your-toys cure, and I'm worried. Herbert has not come downstairs at all this morning. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Let me see. The seventh day is it usually takes ten days, but Herbert has so many toys he would naturally be quicker. "'Quicker at what?' asked Herbert's mother anxiously. "'Quicker at getting trapped in his room,' said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. "'You see, the reason Herbert hasn't come downstairs "'is that he cannot get out of his room. "'Have you noticed anything different about him lately?' "'Well,' said Herbert's mother, "'he looks as though he hadn't been sleeping well. "'On the fourth morning he had a red block on his cheek, "'just the same shape, as one of his stone blocks. Hmm, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. 
he probably can't get at his bed and is sleeping with his head on his blocks for a pillow. But what will I do? asked Herbert's mother. How will I feed him? Wait until he calls for food, then tell him to open the door, and you put a piece of rather dry bread and peanut butter on the garden rake. He will have a drink out of the hose, tie it to the rake, and poke it up to him. When Herbert's mother hung up the telephone, she heard a muffled shouting from the direction of Herbert's room. She hurried upstairs and listened outside the door. Herbert was shouting, Mother, I'm hungry! His mother said, Go over and open the window, dear. I will send something up to you on the rake. Mrs. Prentice took the crusty piece of very old loaf of bread, spread some peanut butter on it, and took it around to the side of the house. Pretty soon Herbert's window was raised, about a foot, and a hand and an arm appeared. His mother stuck the bread on one of the hooks of the rake and poked it up at the window. The hand groped around for a while and then found the bread and jerked it off. The window banged shut. Then night, when Herbert's father came home, his mother told him all about Mrs. Pigglewiggle's treatment. Herbert's father said, Mrs. Pigglewiggle sounds all right, but none of this would have happened if Herbert's grandfather hadn't given him so many toys. When I was a boy, all I needed to have a good time was a little piece of string and a stick. Why, I, Mrs. Prentice said, not that old string and stick routine again, John, anyway. Now that Herbert has the toys, the picture is changed. Mr. Prentice hid his face behind the evening paper and said, Something smells delicious. Is it Irish stew, I hope? Yes, dear, said Herbert's mother, worrying about how on earth she was going to serve Irish stew to Herbert on a rake. She finally put a potato on one prong and a carrot on the other, and an onion on another and a piece of meat on the last three. The window was opened only about three inches, but the hand grabbed the food. After dinner, Herbert's father tried the, tied the hose to the rake and held it up while Herbert put his mouth to the window opening and tried to get a drink of water. It was not very successful, but he managed to get a few drops. Mrs. Prentice was worried. The next morning, she knocked on Herbert's door and said, Herbert, what are you doing in there? Herbert said, I've got a bear pen made out of a bureau drawers, and my bed's the mother's bear's house, and my train runs under my bed thirteen times now. Herbert, dear, you don't think you should try and come out soon? asked his mother. Herbert said, I don't want to come out. I like it in here. All my toys are out, and I can play with them any old time I want to. This is fun. His mother went downstairs and called Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Oh, but he will want to come out. Wait and see. That afternoon, about two o'clock, there was music on the street and children's voices laughing, calling, and pretty soon, right past Herbert's house, marched Mrs. Pigglewiggle and all the children, and right behind them came the circus parade. Herbert managed, by putting one foot in a bureau drawer and the other in a freight car, of his train to get up to the window and look out. He waved to Mrs. Pigglewiggle and she called, Hurry, hurry, Herbert. We are going to march all over town and then we are all going to the circus. 
Herbert turned around quickly with the idea of getting to the door and joining the fun, but the freight car went scooting under his bed and the bureau drawer tipped over and hit him smartly on the shin. Herbert began to cry and to try to kick his way to the door, but everything he kicked seemed to hit back. He kicked a building and a big block fell on his toe. He kicked a little builder off his building and it fell over and clouded him on the back of the head. He kicked a book and it hit a lamp which fell and knocked a heavy wooden elephant off the bedpost onto Herbert's shoulders. He could hear the music of the circus parade growing fainter and fainter and he brawled louder and louder. Then he heard a tapping at the window. He crawled over and reached out. It was the rake with a note on it. He took the note and opened it. It said, The only way you can get out of the trap is to put everything away where it belongs. If you hurry, we will wait for you, your friend, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Herbert began by finding the little builder box. He took down an office building and put each piece in its right place. Then he put away the stone blocks, then the train tracks, the circus, the soldiers, the paints, the chemical set, the printing press, the books, the fire engine, the automobiles. He played little games, pretending that he was racing someone to see who could find the most parts of a game the quickest. He had to take off the bedcloths and shake them in order to find the soldiers in the circus, and then he thought that as long as the bedcloths were off anyway, he might as well make his bed. It was so lumpy when he finished, he thought he had left some airplanes in it and took the covers off again and shook them. He made the bed again, and this time it was smooth and neat. Herbert was proud. He was under the desk finding the last piece of Little Builder when he heard the music again and put the piece in the box, put the box in the closet, and tore down the stairs and out the front door. There they came, Mrs. Pigglewiggle and all the children in the circus. Herbert ran out to meet them, and nobody said anything about the pan of orange paint stuck in his hair or the word XPPGUN printed on his cheek in purple ink. Anyway, they went down the street, Herbert carrying the flag and yelling the loudest.